Um, hi, I'm, I'm Joe McDermott. Uh, I'm, I'm 42, and, and this is my story with God. As far back I can remember, I've, uh, I've been going to Sunday school. I remember being a little guy getting dropped off at the nursery, being upset I was, I was being left, you know, kind of felt left alone there. We sang Jesus Loves Me, we played. A few years later, there was a toy closet with all sorts of neat things, but my favorite by far was Lego. I loved Lego. I played with Lego at home. I snuck Lego manuals into bed with me and read them after bedtime. I had a Lego ideas magazine and imagined all, having all the pieces to make some of the things in there. One day at church, I was playing with a Lego and saw one of those pieces I didn't have. My mind raced. If I had that piece, I could make some of those things in that magazine. When it came time to clean up, I put the Lego into the bucket and put that coveted piece right on top. I put the bucket into the closet and I reached into the bucket. I was gonna take that piece. Then the oddest thing happened. As I put the piece in my pocket, I had a nagging feeling. I shouldn't do this. I remembered the Christmas pageant about baby Jesus where I forgot my line and merely lip synced all the songs because I'm not much of a singer. Stealing would make that baby Jesus sad, but I really wanted that piece. Internal conflict, struggle, guilt, it was not my piece. Like well-fitting Lego, it finally seemed to click. That yucky feeling was the spirit telling me what I was gonna do was wrong. I finally realized what the teachers meant by that word, sin. But I felt peace not having that peace. In that closet, I thank God for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I grew up, I went to VBS in summer camp. At some point I learned, as John 10, 28 to 29 tells us, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Now, I know how we live in the meantime has consequences and God, as any good parent knows, how to chastise his wayward children. I grew up, became a generally good teenager, <laughs> went to youth group, all with the knowledge of where I was gonna go when I died. I grew older and got complacent in my walk. Still went to church, but had no real drive to be closer to God. Saved was good enough for me. I went to college, I met a girl, I graduated, I married her, I had a baby. Marriage didn't work. I moved back in with my parents. What a blessing they've been my whole life. I was a single dad in his early 20s, a failure. My life felt like one of those Lego models that I loved as a kid got smashed to bits. I tried to put the pieces of my life back together. The problem is, I tried to do it. I work in IT. I fix broken stuff for a living. It's what I do, who I am. I'm the fix-it guy. I can fix my life, right? Nah. Failing to put the pieces back in the right places was frustrating stressful, depressing. So, 
Now a depressed, broken, single dad, I have my daughter half the days, but the other days feel empty. That missing piece is still missing. Maybe drinking will fix it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it'll consume me. I have my daughter half the nights in the bar, the other half. Church on Sunday, stayed that way for years. Then I met my lovely wife, Jessica. We dated. My drinking slowed down. We got married. My drinking stayed limited at this point for financial reasons. We had a son, Odin. He's 13 now. I worked hard to pay the bills. I was working two jobs. No time for church on Sundays. I got a better paying time, job. Now I had one job. Still no church on Sundays. Another son, Bo, came along five years later. Status quo, work hard all day, still drink at night. An untenable situation. About 11 or 12 years ago, my mom and daughter joined the First Crossing Volunteers Militia here at church. They had a blast. Told me I should come out sometime. I pushed it off over and over for years. Eventually they convinced me. I came out, I liked it. It was fun. I told my wife about it and asked her to come out sometime. She pushed me off a couple times too. Eventually she came out. And she suggested we go to Christmas Eve service. It was a wonderful time, sharing the joy that the gift of Jesus brings with so many around us. I even sang. I couldn't contain it, it just came out. We started going to church regularly when she didn't have work. It was great going to church as a family. It just felt right. I was putting the pieces back together. I knew who God was. I knew where he was. I had an idea of where he wanted me, but I wasn't sure it fit my plan. I was walking adjacent to him, but I wasn't walking with him. COVID erupted. The world shut down. You know what didn't close? Beer distributors. Not only was the world seemingly falling apart, I was too. So was my marriage and my family again. I spent a night in jail. My life was shattered to pieces all over again. Now, I finally realized I had a problem. The scary thing about alcoholism is you can keep denying you have a problem until one day you can't anymore. Rock bottom, recognition, I needed help. Thankfully, I knew who could help. I needed to let the one who built everything rebuild me. It wasn't enough just to be saved. God wanted so much more for me. And now I was so low, so weak, so tired, so broken, I couldn't fight him anymore. I had to listen to him. I had to let him lead. Walking my own way didn't work. I had to walk with Jesus. I had to make him the focus of my life. Live the way he commands us. I had to commit myself to prayer, daily scripture reading, Christian fellowship, and even more prayer. I found a great Bible-based recovery group and started attending. Way back before I was a kid making plans for what I could build with Lego, he knew what he wanted to build in me. I built my own life with my pieces. That one had to be torn down in order for him to build what he planned. And I rejected his plan for so long. But as God always does, 
He won. I recognize my plans can't compete with his plans. I needed to make his plans my plans. I needed to stop fighting for control and give God control. I'm happy to say I've been sober since that night 1,030 days ago. I thank God daily for each day of sobriety and ask him for another one to follow it. Building one day at a time, I'm thankful to say my wife didn't leave me. Through all the tempestuous I've thrown her away, she stood firm. She's my rock. God has given me the opportunity to rebuild my marriage and family one day at a time too, but this time with God giving the directions. I'm humbled to be loved the way God loves me and part of his larger plan. I've gone from being a kid who wanted one small piece from God's house to build with, to being an adult who finally understands I need to be the small piece God uses to build his house with. I'm dedicated to listening to and following through with God's plans for my life. I'm excited to do what God leads me to and with his grace, guidance, and power, fill whatever role he calls me to. One piece of that is I will be leading the first crossing volunteers militia ministry here at church. And I'm excited about that. So I got a verse from, I got a little passage I'm gonna leave you all with. Second Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. This is gonna be the Living Bible Translation. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our inner strength in the Lord is growing every day. These troubles and suffering of ours are, after all, quite small and won't last very long. Yet this short time of distress will result in God's richest blessing upon us forever. So we do not look at what we can see right now, the troubles all around us, but we look forward to the joys in heaven, which we have not yet seen. The troubles will soon be over, but the joys to come will last forever.